You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. It's time for a view from Taiwan, and I'm delighted to welcome back Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group. Good morning, Ross. Good morning from Taipei. And how are things in Taipei in November? Oh, well, looks like uh, winter is not very far away because the weather has finally started to cool off. Uh, it hasn't cooled off yet in Hong Kong, so um, yeah, we're not needing coats yet. Uh, anyway... Despite from talking about the weather differences, let's go on to some Taiwan business news. Now, Foxconn is planning to invest almost 50 Taiwanese billion, which is US one and a half billion dollars in India. What's making them pick India for their expansion? Well, that comes down to one word usually when, when Taiwan contract uh, electronics contract manufacturers expand in India, and that one word is usually Apple. So mm. the customer is always right. And when the customer says diversify your manufacturing locations, uh, then, then the manufacturers, the contract manufacturers like Foxconn and the entire supply chain have to do what the customer says. Look, we know that the United States government is putting tremendous pressure on companies that have manufactured in China, especially in the tech sector to diversify their manufacturing locations. And of course, India has has enormous potential as well as, as, as its own marketplace. And it's also getting increasingly difficult to export electronics from China to India. So there's a variety of factors, business driven, geopolitical driven. And there you go. So now we have, uh, you know, this is not the first time that Foxconn has announced it's expanding its manufacturing footprint. It won't be the last time. And, uh, you know, the big mystery in all that is what does it mean for the amount of manufacturing it will still do in china going forward yeah and any other countries it's expanding in or just india currently Usually most of, most of the news is about either India or Vietnam. So when it comes to uh, moving some tech manufacturing out of China, uh, when it comes to the Taiwan companies, the two locations mostly that they move to is either India or Vietnam. And what do they see as the benefit of each? Well, uh, again, growing domestic markets, uh, a, a growing uh, supply chain, improving infrastructure, and it's not the mainland. <laughs> OK, let's move on to question number two. Taiwan's business climate monitor last month slipped back into blue. Can you explain what this means? I'm not sure whether blue is good or bad, to be honest. Yeah, unfortunately for Taiwan's economy, blue is not good. You know, just like we say, am I blue? Yes, the economy is blue. So this oh. is a, a, yeah, there you go. It's it's a mechanism the Taiwan government has to uh, uh, evaluate economic activity. It's based on various indices and factors like exports, uh, domestic demand, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, previous month, it was flashing bluish, yellowish, which was positive, uh, but uh, unfortunately, exports fell from September to October by a couple of billion U.S. dollars, and that caused the monitoring mechanism to fall back to blue, which actually signifies economic contraction. Now, the government is trying to put a positive spin on that. They just say, well, well it was just a monthly September to October uh, uh, fall, little small fall in exports. But with Christmas shopping season uh, soon upon us, we expect November and December uh, exports to bounce back up, and that'll – 
move us out of the purely blue situation and uh, the economy will show some growth in November and December. Keep in mind, uh, Election Day in Taiwan is on January 13th. So, of course, this is not not good news for the government if the economy contracted a few months before the election. That's why they're trying to put a positive spin and say we still have a positive outlook for November and December. Yeah, that's very interesting. So blue linking to the mood that people feel, because it's normally red, amber and green, isn't it? The traffic light system. So just go through this system again. What colour is top and what colour is bad? Well, well, there's red. <laughs> Ironically, well, there red, red means red hot. Yeah. Red is red would mean the economy is red hot. It doesn't mean the economy's on stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't know whether they had blue traffic lights in Taiwan instead of red, so you know to stop. Um, so Excellent I'm glad question. I found that out before I next visit. Anyway, the European Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan makes 175 recommendations to Taiwan to revive the economy. Now, I don't think we've got time for us to go through all 175, so maybe you could give us an executive summary by telling us maybe an example of what you feel could be a very impactful suggestion and maybe what the most unusual one was. Sure. Uh, like Chambers of Commerce, most places, the European Chamber of Commerce here in Taiwan issues annual position papers. And as you said, it had uh, 175 different recommendations. What I found interesting is uh, a lot of the focus uh, was on renewable energies. And European companies have been big investors in Taiwan's renewables marketplace and specifically offshore when uh, the government uh, wants to move away from nuclear power. There's still one nuclear power plant that's operating uh, the, the current government government has, has some very ambitious goals for the, the renewables or, or how much of the energy mix renewables will represent in the future. And a lot of the recommendations were basically to cut away regulatory hurdles to, to making the renewable marketplace uh, uh, more vibrant. Uh, will they be implemented? Well, probably not, because, you know, as I mentioned, there's an election day in January. So all of this will have to be left for the next government, you know, regardless of whichever party uh, wins the, the, the election. Uh, but the other aspect that I found interesting, it might be interesting to listeners in Hong Kong, a lot of the recommendations were about how to make Taiwan a better place for foreigners to live, how to attract more foreign talent, how to make it easier for foreigners to work in Taiwan. And one of the reasons why this is interesting, and of course, it gets into those issues of competition between Taipei, Hong Kong, Singapore, or other regional capitals as a place to do business. But these are these are old issues. And I've been living and working in Taiwan on and off for decades. And nearly every year, whether it's a European Chamber of Commerce or an American Chamber of Commerce, they are constantly bringing up issues to the government about how difficult it can be for foreigners to work in Taiwan. Now, to be fair to the government, they've made changes over the years. So these processes are definitely a lot better than they have been in the past. And it is, frankly, easier for foreigners to live or work in in Taiwan, but it still seems to lag behind. And what does that mean in a practical sense? Taiwan is still not seen as the option for a regional headquarters. So whether it's yeah. Hong Kong or Singapore, those are the places where multinational companies will still have their headquarters for the Asia Pacific region. And Taiwan is just not seen as the best place to do that. And that's really where Taiwan misses out on a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I had an interview with uh, the HR director or chief HR 
director of uh, Society Generale, based in Taipei, um, who was talking about the struggles, particularly in the area of um, technology. Anyway, we've got about 30 seconds for you to answer this next question. So this is your challenge for the day. Taiwan applied on September the 22nd, 2021, to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnerships. There's a mouthful, um, which is the 11 country economic bloc. Uh, what is it expecting to get out of the membership and why is this application taking so long? Well, Taiwan's not part of RCEP and China is. Uh, so that, that's one of Taiwan's concerns. They're locked out of RCEP. So they want to be in, in the CPTPP. But this, these uh, trade agreements or these trade blocks, they operate on consensus. So Taiwan is very worried that some of the CPTPP members are going to block Taiwan's application until China gets in because China has also applied. And the reason why this yeah. is in the news, it was one of the main goals for Taiwan's representative at the recent APEC meeting. He went around shaking hands with everybody who, who's from a CPTPP member country and said, please, please start advancing our application. But again, yeah. there, there's a China factor here that's keeping it uh, okay. on the slow speed. Sorry, we'll have to. Um, it's probably took so long because of that very long acronym. But um, anyway, Ross Michael, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you.